to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. I have a very exciting guest. I feel like this, this conversation has been a long time coming. We've been really teasing out this uh, this episode with myself and my guest today. We've been talking about it. It's been in the works forever. So I'm very happy to have him. Finally, I've got him tied up on a chair. I've, I've nailed him down, got him in one spot long enough that I can talk to him for an hour. <laughs> Please welcome to the pod, everybody, photographer Deckard. Hello. How are you? Hello, Erin. I am fine. I am fine. I am on good form. Um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks so much. It's it's an honour. It's an honour to be on. Um, it's uh, it's my day off today. It's Daddy's <laughs> day off. My son is uh, at daycare. I'm feeling pretty good. Perfect. Um, my wife this morning said, "Yeah, you know, you know, have a good day, enjoy your day off." And she was like, "Yeah, you know, have you got anything on?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking to the voice of King. I'm going, <laughs> going on a podcast." And she was like, "Whoa, okay, that sounds pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> pretty exciting stuff." Hope it, hope it goes well. Um, and and as you say, yeah, it, ha- it has been a while. We've been talking about this. There's there's been a few back I guess and forth. You call them global global interruptions, but um, <laughs> that. I I am all yours for the next hour. Love it. Yeah, we shot together. It's it's got to be years ago at this point. It's a couple of years at least, Hasn't and it? Um, that was that was great. That was I mean, it was one of my classic shoots where I rock up with my gear. Yep. You know, you have this quite intense time for about two hours, and you know, you get on and you get the shots, and then it's like, okay, see you later. And um, the the I. You were happy with the photos. Uh, Very. Oh, my gosh. These photos, even even now when they get shared, you know, like I've given Ritual Chamber just a bunch, bunch of pro- professional uh, sure. shots and they can share sure, at sure. their leisure. Right. So yeah. the odd time that they share one of those one of those Deckard shots, it gets a lot of traction. Well, <laughs> They're that's great gorgeous. To know. Yeah. That is That is great to know. That is great to know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, yeah, the, 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 I, I had a use for those photos, too, which I still... I'm getting close to finishing it, but I, I can't quite reveal that project uh, just yet. But you still feature, and mm. it is still going to be quite exciting. And, mm. um, a secret a bit of a tease, yes. bit of a tease, bit of oh, a tease. But, we love um, a tease. Don't worry. <laughs> features you and uh, I don't know quite quite a few other quite a few other pro doms and uh, sex workers in and around the GTA, and it's it's a good pro- project. It's all shot, but I I can't. That's enough teasing on that one for now. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll do the tease and denial thing where we're like, okay, Fair no, enough. you don't yeah, get it. Yeah. You don't get to know about it. I'm always up for a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a reasonable amount of tease and denial. <laughs> you know. But okay, I like I I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because mm. even 
shooting with you a couple years ago, um, I think we were kind of, while we were shooting, you know, we're just chit-chatting away about, like, mm. how you're, you've really, you started kind of shooting with, like, um, you know, doing fetish shots and shooting with pro mm. doms mm. and whatnot, yeah. um, and how that... You know, it started there, but it was piquing your interest. The more you did it, you know, and the more people you met kind of in the scene and maybe in the professional scene as well, the more you were kind of interested to explore this for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- no, no, totally, totally. And again, you know, prepping, uh, I, you know, I'm quite a prepper. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine has, has actually told me I have a, I have a planning fetish. And um, they, they, I think I think they're absolutely right. I do, I do. Um, so yeah, I, I've been prepping for this for a few days. You know, I've got a few notes up on my screen, but um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, it's the sort of intertwining of uh, those two themes and um, yeah planning for this it it, it jogged it jogged an early memory so I'm, I'm gonna go back a little bit I love actually. that yeah it jogged a memory and I'm, I'm gonna go back to um, actually I'm gonna go back to high school which is Ooh. which is quite a while ago now but um, yeah yeah so at high school I remember one day and this was probably um, I don't know 1995 so quite a while back mm-hmm. Um, and I essentially, I think that's the first time I saw kind of a fetish image. And, um, it was, was it it was a, it was a library book. There's a library book and, um, it was brand new. It was in the photography section and, um, it was by a girl called, uh, Eric Kroll, who is a, an American photographer. The book's by, uh, Taschen, like German publisher. Mm -hmm. And it was simply entitled, uh, Fetish Girls. Oh and I saw this book, and the the covers the covers quite subdued. I mean, it's it's maybe a bit a little bit erotically charged, but anyway, I found this book, and um, I sort of dared to peek into it <laughs> in the school library, and um, it, it wasn't an, it wasn't wait an, that was the, in the school library. It was in the it was in the photography section. What we, school did you go to? <laughs> I'm just a regular high school in the north of England. I, oh I think. my goodness! Okay, sorry, I just needed to call attention to that. Go on. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, again, it, it, this this book wasn't. Um, yeah, it, it, it wasn't pornographic at all. Um, there wasn't actually any any nudity, but I I remember looking through it, and I think it was the first time that I'd seen. I don't know, like fetish models or sure. um, latex clothing, and. Um, I was like, wow, this is different. And I don't know, it, it just it just set something off in my head. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I went immediately, uh, you know, to the desk and I booked it out and I kind of hid it in, in amongst <laughs> some other photography books. I can't um, even imagine the librarian checking out, <laughs> like, you know, I, some, some student is coming, checking out some books. It's like, oh yeah, photography, photography, fetish girls. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Fetish Girls. And that's yeah. what it's called. Very simple title, Fetish Girls. Yeah, it is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah, for, for the next for the next two years, I think, until I finish high school, every month I would bring the boot back and then it would be put back on the shelf. And then I would go back. Now um, you're going and re-taking re- it out. And then I would retake it out. <laughs> and um, and I realised that nobody else, I don't think anybody, I, I'm not really sure anybody looked in the photography section because there were some really, really beautiful uh, photography books. And um, I had a 
interest, a very young interest in photography. And um, yeah, so for about two years, I booked, I booked this, uh, this book out. And um, I have a question book- about this. Yeah. You fire away, yeah. Because, you know, around that time, you know, there's like a card in the back of the book in a little pocket, mm, right? Was mm, that mm, so mm. you could actually see who had taken it out, right? It, it was just me. No no one else. Had, <laughs> no, nobody oh, else had taken this book. Yeah. No, no it, one. <laughs> You're it, the it, only it freak. Me. It was me and and I believe me only. And um Hey, that's a great way to like find oh my god, like back in the day, that would be a great way to find like minded people. You know what I mean? Go it, find the kinky was. books and then look in the yeah, back of the card sure. and then you can for see sure. and then you can go approach them and be like, Hey, we have this thing in common. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is the exactly. dating app of the library. I love it. Yeah, very analogue. I mean maybe very... it happened. Maybe it happened. But um anyway, sorry, I'm yeah, sorry, you know, go on. this very this very long story, but it is important. No, no, it's it great. Important. And um essentially towards the end of high school I was like, Oh my goodness, I I'm gonna um yeah, it's the last time I can book this 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 book out and I and I went up and you know, I was, I was about to graduate high school and the, the the librarian leaned over and they said, um, look, do you know what? Why don't you just take it? It's oh, yours. Oh, my God. And um, and I looked at her and I said, okay, thanks very much. And um, there you go. That was my, that was the first time that I, I saw what I, you know, what I'd say was a, a fetish image. And I think it kind of, it sparked something in my mind for sure. But then, you know, life went on. I studied photography. Um, I worked as a photographer. Then, then I worked in publishing. And then, to be honest, that, that first introduction to a, I don't know, a fetish image, that sort of just lay, lay dormant for about 20 years. I'd kind of forgotten about it. And about 20 years later... Do you later, still have this book? I do. Is it I somewhere? Do. I need to, oh, that's it's lovely. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. Yeah. It's. Uh, I need. To, I need to dig it out. It's a really good book. Um. I think you, it's. Uh, if you can find it, take. Can you take a picture of the cover so I can post it with the episode? If you can. Yeah, absolutely. I will I do love that, that for sure. <laughs> I will. I will do that uh, in the next day or so for sure. Oh, but thanks. um, yeah. So so that was uh, you know thinking back, and I only just dug this out of my memory banks very recently, and it was a, it was a nice little memory. And um, yeah, so the whatever that sparked, mm-hmm. um, that kind of lay dormant for about twenty years, and then I did all sorts of photography uh, professionally, um, you know, live music, press, travel photography, and um, uh, I was living in London in the UK at the time, and um, yeah, with my wife, and um, yeah, some things generally just weren't working out in our lives and we decided you know why don't we move to Canada my wife's Canadian by birth and um I just I just found myself with a little bit of time and I thought you know what you have done all this all this uh varied uh different types of photography Mm -hmm. but you've not really and this is you know my inner monologue um I, I said to myself you're not really shot with a lot of people and I thought, right, you know what, that's quite a tough discipline. And yeah, so that was probably about six, seven years ago. That's when I thought, right, uh, I took myself off and I thought, right, I'm going to learn how to shoot portraits and learn how to, to shoot people. Hmm. Um, and I think, again, going back to the whole sort of latex fetish thing, um, I'd started to shoot with, I guess, what you call alternative models. I don't yeah. know if alternative models have sort of become just models I don't know but that's what that type of model was called let's say about eight or ten years ago and um, 
I really like that aesthetic and um, I started to shoot with alternative models and um, one of them had some latex clothing and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. We could shoot that. And then the very, sh the very first shot I took, once I saw the kind of spectral highlights uh, from the, the latex, from the, the flash, yeah. I was hooked. I was hooked. I, and then again, it, it must have jarred this thing. I was like, oh my God, wow, yeah, this is really cool. And I think that, that just bumped me back onto that kind of genre. And like you said in the intro, yeah, it bumped me onto, you know, building up a reputation, building up a portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's, that's, how it, that's how it kind of evolved, really. I can't believe, like, kudos to this librarian. Wherever she is, I wish, I hope she's doing great. <laughs> yeah, big shout out. I mean, they may be listening. Um, yeah, Eric Kroll's Fetish Girls. You can, I wouldn't say you launched a career, but you definitely helped. A I little would say. bit. A little bit. If you're going back month after month to keep taking out this book, I think a little bit. Huge source of inspiration, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's a bit of a background. I mean, um, yeah, I didn't consciously really get into this. And I think essentially i i was just really taken by the whole aesthetic of you know fetish or kink or or that kind of genre and then i think i shot that for quite a while um not realizing that i was specifically into that as well you know mm -hmm. uh, or into that scene i remember you know i would i would email people or they they'd email me and they'd have ideas about sh shoots and i'd i'd always refer to it as kind of like you know quote fetish and then i remember discovering a few years into it that actually what i was talking about was actually kind of referred to as kink or bdsm and i was like wow i, I i've been shooting this for years but i, I didn't really know that it's called something, yeah. It is called something, and then I found out. I found out it's called something. I was like, "Wow, that's really cool!" And it's like, maybe am I into that? I was like, I think I like photographing it, and I'm into it, and and that's the kind of thread. Yeah, that's how it kind of evolved um, in tangent, and then it, it various stages kind of crossed over. Yeah, I love this. Um... Uh, initial kind of aesthetic interest. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of kinksters do kind of start that way where they see something, mm. you know, maybe young people or young adults or whatever, or older folks too, perhaps, you know, mm. you see an image or a certain style of an image or a video or something that just really, mm. really sticks with you. And you said, you know, you didn't like intentionally make a choice to you know, choose that. It's kind of like, it just chose you. It's it, it felt natural. And it just kind of happened. You kind of fell into it. You know what I mean? Like, I and I think that that was similar with me, certainly like images, mm. early images that like, I would say high school around that around high school and like into college. Um, mm -hmm. I was really, really into like pinup aesthetic. Um, mm -hmm. I, I had sure. pictures everywhere, all over my locker, all over my room, mm -hmm. all over, yeah. okay, like, cool. you know, yeah. I had calendars, like if, anything that was a theme that I owned, it was mm -hmm. pinup themed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, Miss Page was one of my favorites. So this Betty yeah, Page aesthetic, know. like very much influenced like I actually had my hair black at one point and the oh, little cool. had the little oh, Betty cool. bangs I had like these tiny little 
yeah. curly curled Betty bags that I would get up and curl every morning. Like this, sure. these images were hugely impactful. Um, wow. Like to me at the wow. time. And then obviously now, like I can't say it's not related to me becoming a dominatrix i can't say they're completely unrelated you know yeah yeah and of course betty page uh you know real trailblazer you know i mean i think uh yeah yes hugely iconic um yeah yeah, i think obviously yeah yeah in in their day i mean definitely Mm -hmm. caused a bit of a stir even looking back now very very strong very strong aesthetic, which I think, yeah, definitely, yeah, that would totally have influence over you. But um, I think as well, I mean, again, thinking back, yeah, I mean, the pinup style, uh, I found quite interesting. I think, mm-hmm. I think um, a bridge from me shooting um, like live stage and music, um, a bridge for me thinking back that really helped get into shooting people and portraiture and you know kinksters and BDSM mm-hmm. was the kind of burlesque scene. Aha, there we have it. Yes. Um again, that could be a bit of a tip. I haven't I've I've got a few tips maybe for the for the end if we really want to go that way. But um <laughs> definitely being able to photograph people in really cool outfits uh, on a stage or at least getting to know them and then taking them and saying, "Look, I'd really like to shoot your act, but I'd yep. actually do it more in a studio setting." That was a really good bridge for me um into yeah, it was a really good stepping stone. Um, which was, I I guess, another one of my influences. Yeah, and I mean, shooting a burlesque artist, like, they know how to move their body, you know, they know their angles, they know poses, they know all of these things, so that would be just so, even though they're not maybe a model, you know, a professional model, they they have all those skills already, the intuition to create just beautiful... Uh, yeah, it totally shots, worked. Sure. Yeah. Um, the only direction, uh, these, these were friends of mine, they were kind of like a bur- sure. uh, burlesque troupe. And um, the only direction I gave was, look, if you can just do your act, but yeah. if you can do it in slow motion. Yeah, just do it slow. And really I'll, slow. I'll take the photo. Yeah, just do it a little <laughs> bit slower and, yeah, and then yeah. actually a little bit slower than you think. And, and that's really, that was my bridge. And that's when I first got an image that I was like, yeah, I'm quite pleased with that. Um, yeah. Uh, that sort of segues into, you know, of course, building up images. And, you know, maybe there's a slight paradox that if you're starting out in any scene or or, or any creative scene, um, you know, in order to attract attention or build things up, you need to first produce images. And that was a really good, useful stepping stone for me. Yeah. I'm wondering if at any point when you kind you hadn't maybe solidified this this thing for yourself that you're into mm-hmm. these particular aesthetics. I'm wondering if there was like a moment where you kind of looked at your portfolio and it was just mostly kink stuff <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it- I <laughs> It, 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 yeah, I think again, thinking back, yeah, no, I think right. It's like, like it's kind yeah, of hard again. to deny when I look at my portfolio right now, you know. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely. I mean, I I don't have a website. I use Instagram. Instagram for me is still kind of about posting an image. Uh, they've attached all sorts of other bits to it. But yeah, if I, I I can show my Instagram feed to certain people. I, even when I started, a few male friends, and they'd be like. Um, is, is, so are you is, a freak or what yeah is your is is your wife okay with this i never really thought about that my wife's always really encouraged it and i, I think they maybe kind of got the wrong idea which is a bit of a shame people do oh, get whatever. the wrong idea but um yeah it's rare that 
I don't know, as a creative, maybe it's rare that you look at your work. But yes, looking through now, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I guess from like 2015, I definitely, yeah, I definitely started <laughs> shooting this stuff. And yeah, I have done ever since. Um, yeah. So maybe we can talk about how you went from there, you know, realizing you loved, mm. uh, you know, shooting this type of thing. You liked maybe fetish and kink, like aesthetically, objectively, you like to look at mm. it, like the images, all that mm. stuff, mm. how that kind of shifted into then you maybe being like, oh, this might be a thing that I can actually explore for myself, not, you know, outside of photography. Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess that all started by yeah you know i i built up a, a portfolio and i built up a, you know i like to think a, a good a good uh, reputation for just mm-hmm. being a a solid human yeah. with a camera i guess you know that, yeah, I, it yeah. wasn't it, it wasn't i didn't do anything more than that you know i'd turn up and shoot and i'd do good work and i'd send the images and I'd be polite and courteous. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, if you need a few tips in that respect, just try and do that, I guess. But um, I guess really I, I garnered some interest um, from, yeah, I guess sex workers and specifically maybe because I had some, you know, kink BDSM type themes I was shooting. Um, I, I got a message one day from a from a pro dom in yeah in the GTA you know where we live and they they wanted to book a shoot and I was like wow that's pretty cool I'm just I'm really bad at selling myself I always have been maybe 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 that's you know the the uh, the trait of a creative but I'm quite bad at selling myself and you know I was really flattered and then I was like oh my goodness wow this is going to a new level um whoa how much do I charge? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really sure. Um, so I guess, yeah. And that's essentially when I suppose the interest, yeah, it was further further tweaked, if you like. I mean, I distinctly remember being a bit nervous because someone had booked me and they happened to have their own uh, dungeon space, which is really cool, obviously. Perfect. And they yeah. owned it. They, they rented out to other doms, etc. And I think it was like the Friday evening they sent me the, uh, they were like, look, if, if I'm not there, here's the lockbox code to the door. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ben, not forget that. And, um, you know, they, 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 I was there first cause that's me. I'm a planner. And, um, you know, I quite carefully put the lockbox code in and then I opened, I opened the door and I was like, wow, this is a, wow, this is what a dungeon space looks like, you know? It was yeah. a bit like opening a chocolate box and being like, whoa, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so again. Box. box of chocolates, yeah. Spice a of life, of variety. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and I remember for a while, I mean, really, I should have been like setting things up and, which I did, obviously, but yeah. I remember looking a little yeah, while. Yeah, you had to have a look around first, though. Oh, I had a look around for <laughs> sure. And I, I sort of quizzically looked at things and implements and thinking, like, what the fuck is that for? And then being like, oh, okay, where, well, where does that thing go? And it looks like it does go there. And, oh, yeah, cool. It was just really quite a privilege maybe more unique fly in the wall experience. So, you know, big shout out to those people that trusted me enough and invited me into their spaces. And um, 
Do you remember yeah. any of the specific implements that, you know, maybe in those first few shoots you did in play spaces, like that you asked about and they, you know, you got a little lesson on what it was? Um, I mean, to be honest, like, I, I, I think, I think when shooting with people, you know, we would go to, we would go for the, um, like, classic, I don't know, whips, crops, etc., just for right. that kind of, I don't know, traditional dom look. Um what I've learned with more intricate sort of, um, I don't know, like uh, devices, let's call them, mm-hmm. um, they, 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 sometimes they're quite complicated and they maybe don't shoot as well. But mm-hmm. I definitely would poke around and maybe they'd sort of see me looking at something and they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's like a CBT toy. And I'd yeah. be like... Right. Okay. And I maybe it's like, oh, okay. I just feel like, oh, cool. I still really, really didn't know what it was. And, yeah, um, you don't know what CBT stands for. <laughs> You're just like, yep, smile and nod. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought it was cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> yes, and I was like, as, as Whoa. one would. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so, really, essentially, this was a really nice fly in the wall, uh, fly on the wall introduction to that whole thing, and it really helped sort of uh, demystify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know like it really cast it in a very positive light and I think this is often the way with you know kink and, and BDSM uh, again a lot of it isn't really understood and again that's that's natural but um, yeah it just really helped me to demystify it and see it as this really positive thing I mean a dungeon essentially is a you know play space yeah. and you know play is comp- yeah, it can be all sorts of things, but ultimately plays about having fun. And I think I really saw that. Um, yeah, I love that. I have one memory of um, <laughs> my friend Graham Isidore. He's a journalist and a photographer. Mm. Um, and I think he was, he came into Ritual Chamber um, to shoot us for something. And cool. um, it was like, yeah, Sharzad and Red Diamond and myself. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was for now or something. I, something Mm. and he uh this is something we really razzed him about he goes can you can you all go over and stand by the big x (laughs) by the big x yeah that is funny the big x yeah i i think i taunted him about this was like years ago i taunted him about this the other day i was like oh yeah the big x Big X. I, 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 yeah, I think as well. You know, it's it's one of those classic things where you can put you, you can put your, your foot in your mouth and you're oh, like, so yeah, funny. just it's cute. Yeah, I'd like you to stand by the by the big X, and then you're like, oh my god, I just I, you knew it was wasn't the right thing to say anyway. But um, yeah, he didn't know what it, he didn't know it was Saint Andrew's Cross, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, totally. But um, no, no, super, super, super interesting. I mean, I, I, I also learned that you know, sex workers, doms, uh, etc., are just well. Again, it sounds really, really obvious, but they are like normal people. Yeah, some of them are quite nerdy people, and most, yeah, the, most. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's uh, be honest. You know, yeah. let's be honest. I think most of them are. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm pretty nerdy <laughs> myself, but yeah, it, it just gave me a really, really nice introduction, and and I, yeah, like I say, I, I feel I feel really grateful for that. It was maybe I don't know, I don't know if it was a typical introduction. I think you know, creeping around a dungeon space is is maybe more unusual, but it it definitely definitely helped me. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop 
that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And after the latest bout of pandemic closures, they are ready to reopen their club on February 21st. Did you know that they do fetish parties as well? Not to mention a full calendar packed with other hot events. For more info, go to clubm4.com or follow them on Instagram at clubm4.toronto. Yeah, no, and I I think that's, you know, what better way to kind of immerse yourself in in kink than to actually get you know this kind of like privileged access into yeah, one no, of our no, spaces totally, totally, and totally. welcomed in and like you know you get to ask questions if you want or they're volunteering yeah. information like what what an opportunity uh, what a learning opportunity right oh, there no, no it, it, it was wonderful it was wonderful yeah. now i became very comfortable in those spaces and um yeah i don't know i mean my dad my dad was a was a detective and i, I like to think oh, i've exciting. inherited a bit of his you know kind of brain in that respect and i i've definitely a question asker i'm very interested in uh, you know i'm very respectful about different scenes but I, i'm sure. very interested in how they work and you know it, it yeah it was it was really great it was really yeah. great um because i think when we shot you know you asked again you know very respectfully like just kind of chit-chatting asked me how i became a pro you know and how how yeah, i got totally. started into kink and yeah, um, totally. It, it, it's it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those questions, isn't it? I mean, I'm naturally yeah. intrigued, and um, you know, things like that obviously intrigue me. And you know, there was a certain point, I guess, like me in my professional career, where you were like, uh, well, I guess it was either quite conscious you were going to go pro, or maybe it was like, oh, well, I guess I'm a pro now. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's really cool because there's that moment where you're like. Whoa! Okay, I'm doing it, and like you know, hats off, respect. That's that's a definite a definite moment in in any career, and uh, yeah, very cool. Um, so essentially, yes. So that further tweaked my interest. Yes, and it, it was really cool. People were interested in my work, and I got um, I got bookings. Um, you know, I shoot portraiture. I shoot. I don't know. I mean, let's say fashion editorial lingerie. Yeah. Pro-dom sex workers, as I mentioned, I've shot with um, ah, the lady from Spirit Sex Lab. Uh, oh, yes, uh, Evgenia. Evgenia, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I've shot with her. I've shot with, uh, you know, pro-doms that are gravitating more into a, a sex therapist type thing. I've shot boudoir. Someone recently contacted me and, and I, I wasn't quite sure what they wanted me to shoot. I think... I, at first, I thought I w- they wanted me to shoot a wedding, and I don't shoot weddings. I just find them way, way too stressful. Oh, that's and, a um, long, hard day. Yeah. I was quite upfront. I said, look, I'm really sorry I don't shoot that. And mm. um, I, basically, what they wanted was a was a boudoir shoot. And they oh. actually said, look, look, what I want is one of those uh, wank-off-to-your-wife's books. <laughs> Love it. And yeah, I was, yeah. and I was like, right, okay, that I can, totally I can do. get it. That I you can know, do. I, I, I can do that. I can do that. I mean, I, yeah, 
so so that's kind of what I do and and um that's so funny this all sounds like often when people approach a pro dom like they're like describing these concepts but they're not actually just telling you what they want like they're not you're like great okay you've told me your whole life story um (laughs) you haven't told me what service you want like what you know what is this is this a custom video you're ordering is this like a session is this what are you (laughs) Like, you still haven't yeah, no, told me what. Sure. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I think, it, you know, I think it comes out of, you know, an, an uncertainty and a politeness. Certainly. And I think, yeah, if you go to a professional in any respect, I mean, you know, yeah, just just, just get a bit business in a sense and say, yep. look, uh, this is what I want and uh, can we do it then? And mm-hmm. I don't know, how much does it cost? It just doesn't really matter what the, yeah. the business is. And you need you need those specifics in order to, like, go, go ahead and do it. And, uh, you know, photography is the same. Help me help you. <laughs> help me help you. Exactly. <laughs> so can exactly. I ask then, like, um, you know, were you having moments when you're shooting either, you know, in kinky spaces or with kinky mm. people? Were you having moments where maybe you would be shooting something that you're kind of like, oh, I think I might be into this. And like um, what and how you would I, go forward maybe with that kind of curiosity. I, do you know what I personally? I think if you are doing something creative to a high level, and there's a there's a technical background with photography, and you know there's a paying client, you could be in the most sort of stimulating dungeon space that sort of um, you know appealed to your most favorite kinks, or you could even be filming that scene, and honestly, behind the camera, yeah. You're you separate. Are, You're at work. You are separate yeah, and you are working. And again, as you know, some people might not get that. It may sound cliched, but honestly, uh, you know, maybe afterwards you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. And I don't know, you might just. Uh, or like, how did I keep it together? <laughs> Thinking about it after the fact, you're like, how was it? Yeah, so... how did I keep it together? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly speaking, honestly speaking, um, I mean, I did. Um, I did a shoot with Lady Shane recently, and um, she Love really Lady likes Shane. to do amazing, amazing. Yeah, big, big, big shout out uh, yeah. to Shane. Um, and yeah, she really likes to do a bit of a behind the scenes. She often does a little time lapse, and she posts that on her, you know, yeah, uh, Instagram, etc. And she sent me a photo of me and her uh, reviewing images on a couch, and. Um, Cute. You know, Lady Shane was looking amazing in an amazing outfit. And I was just in my sort of T-shirt and jeans. And I, I was just in the moment showing her the image. And yep. um, I I don't even, I don't, I don't even remember what she was wearing. I was like, just boom, we got to get this done. And um, maybe afterwards, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, um, yeah, if you're in something for the right reason, which is, you know, you want to, you want to create or sure. a, a customer's paying you then um yep, yep, yep. i i have never drifted off i wish i had i don't know it might be a, more of an interesting answer but yeah no i i i totally get that and i think for me i would very intentionally do that like with my kink work as well you mm, know what i mean mm, like yeah, i am yeah. at work right now and i'm you know 
doing a scene for this mm. essentially this customer this client right so yeah, like sure. yeah, you know exactly. i'm in the headspace of facilitating this scene for this person right but i think yeah. like the more often like the longer i do it for the more mm. i'm like mm. oh i can well i can relax a bit can't i you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, thing yeah, of yeah. like different boundaries for different clients and stuff like that of like you know if you have a rapport with people and you have um you know the more you just the, the more comfortable you feel with each other and stuff like no, that. No, no, um, yeah, totally. Um, again, uh, whether again, slight tip here, but whether you are shooting with uh, kind of paid clients or whether you're doing like a I don't know collaborative uh, creative shoot, which I still do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The more you shoot with the same person or the same people, I think the more relaxed it will be. The better and better and it's going to get. You will get much, much better images. I mean, I have learned, even with kind of new clients, if something doesn't look right or isn't working on the back of the camera, I'm I'm pretty forthright and saying, you know what? No, it's not working. Let's add this or let's, let's take change. this away. Yeah. Because let's. it's all about getting the right image. You know, I don't really keep an eye on the clock and until a client kind of wraps it, until they say, I am happy, I will kind of keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want them to be happy because then I can pack up and leave thinking they're happy. It. And yeah, for sure, which obviously I'm, I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, certainly. I do have to watch the clock, unfortunately, but yes. No, sorry, yes, of course. Very... Yeah, yeah. The, the, it can't go on indefinitely. Um, and, you know, <laughs> is a person happy? I, I don't know. There's certain times you can tell that. There's certain times you can't. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. it's it's That's the thing with people who are very quiet in their scenes. I'm like... I'm tr- I'm really good at reading people, but I'm not a mind yes. reader. I'm like, and then after the scene, they're like, "Oh my god, that was amazing!" I'm like, "It was okay, good," because I yeah, could not good. tell in the moment. No, 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 and and I I, I do not doubt you were very very good. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is that is a, a big part of your skill set. But yes, I mean, you're not a you're not a mind reader. You know, nope. it is about communication. Yeah. Or or the thing of, like, I get an email later that night. Like, I leave not completely knowing whether we completely got Mm. there or really hit it, you know? And then got the email that night that they were like, oh, my God, and they book me again, you know, next week or something. And I'm like, okay, good, woo! Awesome, no. And and it's it's totally a buzz. It's totally a buzz. I mean, it's nice to go through the process of, yeah, okay, feel a bit nervous and... um, I don't know. Like, uh, I always, I've learned very much now to show people uh, the back of the camera preview a lot. And um, when I first started out, um, the type of photography I was doing, um, only I, the photographer, really needed to see the back of the camera. Um, And when I first started, um, I was quite coy and a little bit I don't know, protective of the back of the camera because I thought, what if they don't like it? Yeah, um, but yeah. it's it's an integral part. It's an integral part. So another another little breadcrumb there uh, to anyone starting out uh, shooting with people: always show the back of the camera, uh, even if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's unedited. Um, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, this sure, isn't the final sure. image, just so you know. But you know, this is yeah. Com- confidence breeds confidence, I find. And Yeah, as a model, I feel like that's really helpful too. When I can yeah, see definitely. it, then I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, okay, I know what I need to do now, basically. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, no, like, oh, that a, one's it, working. Okay, I'll, I'll kind of do stuff like that. 
Yeah, no, it is. It is a buzz. It is a buzz, and again, that's that's sort of part of the yeah, part of the challenge. Part of the it can be anything you shoot. Again, it, you know, we're talking specifically more about you know kink, BDSM, fetish styles, but it could be anything. I mean, yeah. some of my some of my creative projects, um, you know, that aren't paid or the collaborative are. I don't know. I wouldn't like to say the craziest, but um, the concept is is higher, and it it might involve you know the model. You know, lying down in a bathtub with some fake gore effect and maybe banknotes and religious paraf Yeah. Milk, and there's milk death bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the milk yeah. bath and yeah. you know, I'm it, there's no real sort of glamour or you know, I'm stood with shorts on hovering above them in a bathtub, <laughs> maybe in a hotel room or wherever. <laughs> and there's a moment, you know, you show the back of the camera and, you know, you know, you know each other very well. You've probably shot before and you trust each other, but one of you is wavering. It's not quite right. And then you're like, oh, my God, let's hold it together. Look, we've got this far. Let's just nail it. <laughs> and you just push through and then you're like, wow, we did it. And that's just a really awesome because <laughs> that kind of shooting is tricky. And more often than not, you will not get uh, many images. And <laughs> there's some of the great moments. There's some of the best moments, you know, you can look back. Um, you know, when I when I when I age a bit more, I'm, I'm in my early 40, 40s now. But when I don't know what the the next step in photography is, maybe it's landscape photography as I age. But uh, <laughs> looking back at these adventures and these shoots and saying, you know what, I did it, and that's yeah. a really great image. It's 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 a buzz. It's a real buzz. Yeah, and like nostalgic, right? Like that's the lovely thing about taking you know even if you're a kinkster who just likes to take yeah. pictures of yourself in scenes like i have clients that For are like sure. oh you can take pictures of me like throughout the scene and stuff it's like it's yeah, just yeah. accumulating all of these tangible memories you know that you can look back yeah. and be like oh i remember when i was awkwardly you know straddling that bath that milk bathtub trying to get that shot and we were both just like you know those, those what are one, we doing? Yeah, and we're both like, oh my god, is this actually gonna <laughs> turn out or whatever? And yeah, had a laugh yeah. together and like, you know, seeing those final no, images, no, sure, it's like sure, you sure. you yeah. remember that whole shoot, you know, what no, it took absolutely. to get there. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. absolutely. So um, I don't know. So look, there's a there's a bit of uh, I don't know. There's a bit of my journey. There's a bit of my background, um, and and you know, it's still evolving. I mean, yeah, you know, um, and it always will, create, sure, yeah. and it always will. It yeah, always will. Yeah. I mean, create, creative work is tricky. I mean, I, I don't know. Can you make a career out of being a photographer? Um, I have to a degree. Um, it's not easy i mean i don't know boudoir kink photography i don't know uh, you could make a living um it could maybe be put under the maybe side hustle brand you know it's a shame life has yeah. sort of gone that way but uh, it's definitely a revenue stream for me but you know it's i do great. other things too i have i have a day job um i have a son i mean it's yeah. it's enough it's enough to keep me busy yeah certainly um i'm wondering uh like to talk about this this is something that i think might be really helpful to people to listeners mm. i feel like yeah. there are a lot of people that you know have their interest peaked like you did like mm. Mm. you know um in various ways and yeah. how you go from there to make steps towards like exploring you know some of these kinks uh, yourself or with a partner or, um, or whatever. I'm what I, I know think... a lot of people kind of wonder how to bridge that gap and actually start doing it. Like, where do I start? What are things I can do? Um, I think that might be um, 
no, something for sure, for worth sure. talking I about. Mean, that's something, yeah, no, definitely. That's a really great thing to talk about. I think for me, you know, I touched on um, my exposure to, I don't know, the kink scene or, you know, play spaces, etc. And I think, yeah, that is probably a little bit atypical. Uh, what I can say is that, um, yeah, if you discover or you rediscover something from, yeah. from the past that really you found enlightening or you were inquisitive about, uh, such as kink, yeah. um, it's never really too late to get involved with that. Um, That's a great point. Yeah, it really is never too late. I decided to start shooting this kind of genre in my mid thirties, and yeah, I started work as a dominatrix when I was thirty-five. Well, there you go. There, there you go. go. So yep. it, it's 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 never too late. I would, do you know what? In in simple terms, I, I would just go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can analyze and analyze. Um, I, I I would just go for it. I mean, again, I think in my case, I I you know, I was photographing with kinksters or, or professionals and um yeah again perhaps unwittingly i realized oh well maybe oh, i think i'm friends with these people i think a lot of it just crept up on me you know um you know i find myself going to events i find myself uh, hanging out or being friends with with people and i didn't have my cameras i think there's one day where i didn't have my cameras and i was like uh oh they're not here <laughs> Where are they? Are they? Did I put them in a lock? Oh, I don't have them. I don't have them. And and I was like, okay, interesting. Because again, I, I never really set out on this journey that I didn't really know where it would go. But um, yeah, I mean, there is a point in time where you're like, uh, yeah, look, I'm into this and I want to explore this. You know what? That answer, that answer is totally valid. I actually, I interviewed someone recently about the time when they started finally accepting their body as it is you know and embracing like body positivity or body neutrality um, even and we were trying to kind of figure out like when did you you know how did you do that how did you Mm. finally do that and she was literally like I think I was just at that age where I'm like fuck it I'm just gonna do it because why am I not doing it you know I'm just tired of not doing it and I'm just going to do it. Like, how much longer am I going to wait? Mm. You know? So I think fuck that's it. a totally yeah. valid... No. Yeah, just to be like, fuck, fucking fuck it. Like... Absolutely. Is a totally valid point in your life to reach, to be like, I'm going to finally do this thing. Because why, yeah, why wait any longer? Do it. I mean, okay, so, you know, here's another thought. I mean, if you, if you find yourself getting into something that maybe, uh, I don't know, that some... In your mind, there is a sense of shame, maybe from the sort of societal view of these things, if you're unsure about it, if you feel bad about it. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're big hurdles to to jump over. I mean, what I would say is that once you take that kind of, that brave first step, I would say that's all you need. You just need to, uh, you know, you don't have to... You just need to start. Yeah, you just have to make a start. You don't have to jump in with both feet. Um, you can. I guess there was a point where I did. I was like, uh, uh, I'm just going to jump in now. I think it's, it's, you know, the writing's on the walls, so I think I'm just going to dive headfirst in. But you don't have to do that. I think I, with my background, uh, I had uh, quite a bit of confidence with that. And yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, just just go for it. I mean, look, if you're married, if 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 you find that you you are a kinkster or or you're into that kind of thing and your partner isn't, well, I think ultimately you should have a conversation about that and start talking about it. I don't know. Um, That's a great place to start. Just start talking about it. Yeah. Talk with your friends about it. Talk to your partner about it. Just talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Hire a professional Um, to talk about it. Well, there we go. Okay, and that was another. I'm just, I'm sort of just scanning my my tips here. I mean, one of my tips uh, on a photography perspective, one of the ways I started, um, even though I was a competent photographer, um, I wanted to build up a portfolio, and um, I I paid to shoot with models. And you don't maybe have to pay as much as you think. I mean, you may have to save up a little bit. But it's a great way to get into that and, you know, in that case, create a a, a body of work that you can do something with. Um, That's the same thing as, like, just paying someone for their time. Like, if if somebody, you know, I'm a pro, if somebody is following me on Twitter or whatever and they want to quote unquote pick my brain you know which mm, is something i mm. get often i'm like great sure. here, here's my consult rate and it's reasonable it's not yeah. i'm not trying to host the person but it's also my job and i should be paid for my time so yes, that's in any field that's something you can do with someone you know pay someone to help you learn basically you know yeah no totally I, yeah. again again that would be uh, yeah yeah totally i mean look build things up slowly i mean with my photography um yeah, you discover something and you kind of like immediately want to get into it and you're like, ah, I want to do this and I want to do that. Any new thing, you know, be it exploring a, a, a new scene, it could be kink, it could be anything. I don't yeah. know. It could be something, it could be a new hobby. It's very easy It's very easy nowadays to sort of think, right, I can jump into this straight away. Um, I think you need to go into these things with a, you know, a certain... Awareness. Um, awareness and knowledge and, and, and kind of maturity. I have this thing... Recently, I've been thinking about now that I'm in my um, kind of early 40s that um, I definitely, I think, as I've talked about, I had some uh, some things going off in my my head about kink. And I don't know at the time in maybe my 20s if I was maybe mature enough to really think them through, if you like. Uh, I have this thing about, um, you know, quote, like, you know, kink maturity and maybe perhaps in certain elements of sexuality, uh, having to go through a bit of life and think about things and slowly discover things and taking it slowly and maybe a little bit cautiously and gaining the confidence to emerge more in a scene such as kink or BDSM. And um, mm-hmm. Because Lord knows in the kink world, there are a lot of people that just kind of barge into it thinking they know everything and you know and no, they and yeah, they're you know absolutely. and they really don't <laughs> and it's a bit you know it's a yeah. bit embarrassing um, <laughs> i don't know take your time take your time i i definitely i definitely connected with people through the photography that's for sure um i think you mentioned some interesting things here though because like one of the things you said was like you got into a space you know 
you got into a kinky space. Yeah. Um, and whether that was, you know, through your photography, but other people can get in kink spaces Absolutely. and immerse themselves yeah. like you did. You know, you can go to Oasis and sit in the dungeon and watch a bunch of scenes happen in front absolutely. of you. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You absolutely don't have to get involved. Um, you can just, yeah, you can observe, you know, from a, you know, respectful distance. Um, you can go to events, you know. Absolutely. Go, yeah. you know, go to an event. Just, just, just hang out. I mean, crikey, look, go, uh, go, go on your own. I mean, I, I, I remember. Again, this is going way back uh, yeah. when I was living. I'm from the north of England uh, originally. And um, we had a friend who, you know, he'd have a few drinks and he would allude to, uh, you know, being interested in going to a fetish night. And, um, yeah, we were like, hey, that's cool. And we were yeah. like, well, you know, maybe maybe just go. And then <laughs> and then, and then, then one day, one night, uh, he'd had a few beers. And um, he was like, look, guys, look, lads, are you going to come with us? And, and to be honest, at that stage, I, 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 wasn't really in, I wasn't really into that. I didn't know I was into it fully. And um, he really wanted to go. And he said, look, right, we found some, like... Um, trash bags black trash bags oh and um, yes we, we we wrapped him yes, up you did. in them and we took him to the door and we, we pretty much just pushed him down the stairs <laughs> and um and um and and afterwards the next day he was like look lads look thanks so much oh, i just had the best time and and i don't know Need a little nudge yeah Sometimes you need a nudge. I would say, uh, yeah, you know, big, big, big shout out again. I, you know, referencing a few people, uh, Shane, Lady Shane, uh, Siren yep. Thorn. Uh, they, yep. they, they, people like that that I met, and other people have, have you know, they give me the, they give me a nudge. They, yeah, the nudge you needed. And that's really good. And I think if you start exploring these things, I don't know, set up a profile online on FetLife. Um, I, I find FetLife really, I think it's I think it's quite useful for events. It is. The, that's the thing I think it's most useful for. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And um, yeah, I, get get involved. It's never too late. Um, be open. You know, if you want to open things up in a relationship or if you want to explore things, um, just talk about it. Just talk. start to, by talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think like even if, you know, um, I bet if you just start talking to your friends about it, you know, one of them is going to maybe, you know, maybe none of them are kinksters. That might definitely happen. But I bet one of them would be like, but I'll go with you. Like, I'll Absolutely. be your wingman. I'll Absolutely. be that person to be like, no, no, you said you wanted to go to this event. We're going. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you will have a friend that, you know, maybe they're not a kinkster or whatever, but they're, they might be that little kind of supportive little cheerleader that you Absolutely. might need. You know, Absolutely. That could... and, um... So you don't have to go alone, maybe, you know. Yeah, again, I mean, I think going to events or clubs or whatever, again, um, that doesn't mean that you're going to maybe immerse in this, like, really intricate type scene. I, I think it really is about, it's like anything. If you get a group of people together who are into a certain thing, and um, could be in a club, could be in a bar, it could be about anything, you know, whatever you're yep. into, cosplay, kink. Um, if you get a group of those people together in a social setting, you will meet people and you will meet people that are nervous or unsure yeah, just like and you. friendly faces. And, and honestly, I, what, what's, what's the best advice? I would just encourage people uh, to, yeah, get involved, learn about it, um, go on a dungeon tour, do some online classes, do some classes uh, mm -hmm. in person. It yeah. will all help. It will all help 
in your, let's say, as I mentioned, your kink maturity, your kink education, and um, it will demystify it. Um, See, that's an important word that you. I was going to come back around because you said demystify earlier mm, in the mm. in our talk. I think that's so important because once you like get in a space and start talking to people and start yeah. learning a bit, you will you'll realize that it's like, oh, it's not this like. I mean, kink is magic, I guess, but like also mm. it's just like people talking about a thing and then doing a thing. Like it's literally just this paddle that I'm holding. And, yeah, and I'm, totally, you know totally. what I mean? Like it, it doesn't, I, I think there's a lot of like, you know, fantastical kind of elements of kink that you can incorporate for sure. And yeah, I think yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. you know, from an outsider, it is easy to just think of it as this concept that is so far away from anything you ever known. And it's like, mm, well, not yeah. really. You can also just talk to a person about it and have them spank you for 10 minutes and, yeah, and, absolutely. and enjoy the sensation of that spanking, you know, and, and that's it. Like, like yeah, <laughs> it's totally, not totally. so complicated really like to it's start not. doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not super complicated. And I think some of the navigation is, yeah, people aren't hundred percent sure about it. And, and, and that's, that's totally natural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like one comment I get a lot is, um, like say on my socials, my professional socials, mm. like people will comment like, Oh, I could only dream about, Oh, I could only imagine I could, you know, if I could only be so lucky, it's like, literally you just need to fill out of this form and send it in like fill the form out i, I would say fill just, it out and do you know what send it just press send just I press send like it's really <laughs> not this uh, this big unex like inaccessible thing that you think it is like money obviously is can be inaccessible for some people it's a luxury service to book a dom for instance but like it literally yeah. is just you filling out a form and pressing send and then we have an hour together voila like it's not you know, only in your wildest dreams. No, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Those are internal roadblocks you're putting up for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and there is, unfortunately, with a lot of things still, you know, sexuality and, and, and things like that. Uh, you know, there is mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. sort of wind from society about it being this sort of like dirty thing. And... It's essentially because it's like misunderstood, and you know, like I've yeah. like like I said earlier, yeah, I've I've had male friends who have sort of thought, ooh, isn't oh, I like the images, but oh, that's oh, okay, you know, again, what does she? Oh, I've I've had people say, do you, you know, do you do you and the models get it on? It's like no, 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 it makes me it makes me sort of quite angry to be honest. It's like. No, it's not about that. And and kink obviously doesn't have to be about that either. There are all a multitude. There is a whole universe. Um, I've been to events where, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, you can go to the bar area, you can have a drink, you can look around and there's, there's stuff happening. There's not stuff happening. I remember seeing a guy, he was, he was on his own. He was in a shirt and a, and a tie and in, in a suit. And I don't know, he looked a little bad he looks slightly lonely and then i looked around five minutes later and he was wrestling another man in the middle of the room and, and <laughs> love that for him <laughs> it was amazing it was like that's really cool and then he got he, he got back up and put a suit on and he, yeah i don't know there you go it's <laughs> kink is a huge universe it's not really this sort of like i don't know kink is creeping into you know sometimes it's portrayed in in tv and film and i think it's like yep. you know really really hyper cliched and 
you know, as you've probably have found too, it's just just not uh, representative of, of what it actually is. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of it might be that people don't think. Like, I, I think, like, the pain thing, for instance. Like, people don't think they can do kink unless they like pain. And they're like, well, I don't like pain. So, you know, I still feel that pull, but I don't feel like I can do it or it's for me or, you um, know, or even, yeah. like, stuff like, you know, intersections of all kinds of folks that, you know, like you said, in media, it's like only one only one thing is represented, right? So people mm, might think mm. that that's not for me. I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do that with my body, with, you know, mm, whatever mm. it is, right? And it's like, well, unfortunately, people don't realize that you can do kink in a gazillion different ways, like you just mentioned, right? Um, and it's for everybody, every adult. It's for, It you really know, is. Yeah. It really is. Um, no, I can only, you know, people listening, I can only, uh, you know, this is my story. This is what I've done. This is how I found it. But I can, I can only encourage people to do it. I mean, it, it can be as simple as like wearing a, I don't know, go back to how I started shooting. I was really interested in the aesthetic, the look of, you know, fetish, uh, styles and, yeah, and, and latex yeah. and, and 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 again they the visual really appealed to me and yeah it's a simple level yeah, of you know going to, it can be that it can absolutely be that it can be it can be um I mean I didn't really um get the whole leather thing for a while and then I happened to meet someone who's really into it and they had like really really high grade leather clothing good and yeah i just the smell of it i was like i totally get it yeah now i get it yeah yeah <laughs> i really get it i totally get it and it was really cool yeah no when i got leather when i started um buying leather secondhand actually ah. and seeing how soft because it only gets soft over time mm. and with the oils mm-hmm. that infuse it and blah 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 yes. and it's yes. totally different when it's worn leather you know yeah no 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 and for Absolutely. me i was like oh now i love it if i can just only buy leather secondhand i'll be happy yeah yeah totally <laughs> and you know you don't have to you don't have to really be into or understand all things again it's a it's a massive universe i mean you know you need yeah. to respect other Some people's for everybody. Things, but Exactly. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, you know what? Get out there. Um, uh, e- equally, you know, if you want to get into, uh, you know, shooting, you know, kink fetish photography, um, yeah, look, um, it's a steep learning curve. Um, I don't know. Get into it. Get into it. Shoot yourself. Shoot some details of yep. clothing, of implements. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You can start. I would encourage ways. anyone to, whatever it may be, um, yeah. Never too late. Never, Never too, late. too late. I think that's a great place to end. Never too late. <laughs> Deckard, you need to tell all the folks where they can actually see all your fantastic photography. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> so again, I said I'm not that great at uh, selling myself, but I do. <laughs> but you do have an Instagram. <laughs> I do have an Instagram, and it is uh, the handle is at uh, Deckard uh, Photographer. And that is it. Lovely. That is that is it. No websites, no nothing. Uh, if people are interested, you know, Deckard isn't my real name. Uh, Deckard is the main protagonist from the movie uh, Blade Runner. 
<laughs> so there we go. I am also a nerd, if it was in any doubt. Uh, just a really, really important movie for me. Uh, I don't really see it as a sci-fi now. I see it as uh, an exploration of you know human consciousness and oh what God, it yeah. means to be human. Um, the, the aesthetic I love too, and it, it does interplay a little bit with uh, perhaps kink and, and, and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, again, needing a place to, I don't know, maybe put my work, uh, some, of my, some of my work, uh, some people didn't really get. And I thought, you know what, uh, again, like in the kink scene, uh, maybe you develop a different persona. And, you know, Deckard is the persona I developed for that type of, of photography. Yeah. So, yes, at Deckard Photographer on Instagram. Okay, so let me see for myself. Folks, you should know where to follow me by now. I'm at the Pim one on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. My Instagram handles are at the Bedpost Podcast or at the Pim. I have a Patreon. It's the Bedpost Show. I have a YouTube page. It's the Bedpost Show. And of course, I don't like going an episode without mentioning the lovely lady who has composed all the original music for my podcast, Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Deckard, this has been absolutely lovely. Thank you for taking the time to speak uh, with me today. It's been amazing. It's been amazing, Erin. Uh, yeah, I think it was definitely, uh, I don't know, yeah, kind of bucket list. Um, yeah, uh, you, you, made, you, made, you made a really good impression on me when we first shot, and it was a fleeting moment. Uh, likewise. I hope we shoot again. I uh, love that. And, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Let's hang out. I hope Let's to see it. you again too. <laughs> Erin, uh, the voice of King. I have had a great, I have, a, I have had a wonderful time uh, intermingling our sound waves together. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. And I hope everyone else enjoyed our mingling sound waves. Uh, next <laughs> week, we'll have another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. Get fucked, everybody. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 